0: Everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by Deville DI. I am, of course, your host, Deville DI. Now, before I get started, I want to take y'all a second to let you know about this great group of podcasters that I work with, this group that I am a member of, the Elite Circle. Now, what we're doing is we've come together to uh, share our thoughts amongst each other for you guys. You know, we're, we're picking different topics to speak on, and then we're um, you know, we, we're just politicking, man Like, you know, back in the day When you used to sit outside on the little green uh, uh, electric box That nobody was supposed to sit on You know what I'm talking about In every neighborhood, there was that green box Transformer box that everybody would sit on And kick the shit and, you know, just discuss random events and, and topics That's what we're doing on this, man We're sitting around and we're kicking it and, you know, discussing things amongst ourselves, and we want to share that with you guys. And we have a new episode coming up very, 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 very very soon. If you want to get to know the members of the Elite Circle, uh, go to your favorite podcasting app and put in a uh, hashtag Elite Circle with a power button behind it. And boom, everybody will pop up. You know what I mean? And, you know, you could check that out. And I will let you know when those episodes become available for your listening pleasure now now that i've said that man let's talk about this whole cold you know i mean this weather and this polar vortex that just is all over the news and it's even trending on twitter you know and they're talking about uh i saw where they're talking about like 15 homeless people were found dead froze to death and uh A student was found, a college student was found frozen to death. Now, what's what's strange to me is that, though, I live in Georgia. And whereas it is cold, it's not like it's colder than I've seen before. There's been colder times in Georgia since I've been living in Georgia that I can remember. There were colder days last year than they were this year, you know what I mean? But it is cold. And people die from the cold all the time so what I'm wondering and what I'm trying to figure out is why are they putting so much emphasis on this particular uh, um you know low temperature surge that's going around now I know in some places it is a whole lot colder than it is in Georgia but those places are generally a whole lot colder than it is in Georgia anyway now I'm gonna tell you my conspiracy theory right It's Super Bowl week. We're headed into the Super Bowl this weekend, and I think that this is one of those distractions. Have you ever noticed that during certain parts of the year or when certain events are coming up and going on, there always seems to be some big news uh, story that really doesn't mean anything to anybody majorly? But it's it's always blown out of proportion and made to be bigger than what it is. And people, the funny thing about it is that people are running around talking about how cold it is like they haven't seen colder days. That's what made me realize I was having a conversation and people were talking about how cold it was. And yes, these people live in colder climates than I do. So it made me think i stepped outside to smoke a cigarette because i'm a cigarette smoker i stepped outside to smoke a cigarette and i bundled up i put on a my uh polo thermal i threw on my uh, you know my wool sports coat and getting ready for the cold Made sure i had on sneakers just took off my house shoes and everything and then i stepped outside and I realized at that moment that it's really not that cold out there. It's cold enough to wear a coat you know it's cold enough that you don't want to be walking or sleeping in the cold, but it's there's been colder days. I think that this whole thing was a is is a is a distraction to kind of just ease us on into the Super Bowl you know because there were a lot of things going on. the government shut down. Uh, you know, it was making big noise, and of course, uh, the president is always doing something that gains a lot of t- attention. But then this week, it's just been, you know, the polar vortex, the polar vortex. It's so okay. cold, it's so okay. cold, it's so okay. cold. And I think that they're trying to push our attention away from, uh, you know, other issues and kind of just coast us on into... The, uh, the Super Bowl, and the reason why I think they're doing that is because, as you know, there was the big controversy with Colin Kaepernick, and, you know, being that this Super Bowl is coming up, and they're making a big deal about who's performing and who's not going to perform, and who turned down the performances at the Super Bowl, and then, you know, uh, Trump fed the national championship uh, team, McDonald's. And uh, I think that was he was doing that because, you know, that's how he views young people, kids, because college players are kids and kids love fast food. So I think that was the angle he might have been trying to play to kind of win their hearts. I don't know. But that's not even the topic. But, yeah, I think with all of that building up, it was like, okay, let's hit them hard with this. Get them, you know, their minds off of all of that so that people can enjoy the Super Bowl. I don't know, that's just what DeVille thinks, you know what I'm saying, you have the right to agree, or disagree, but we still get along, that's why we are here, right, then, man, I read this uh, article, I, yeah, I know y'all be like, DeVille, do you really read the article, yes, I read articles, I'm not a guy who just watches videos, or depends on everything I see on social media, uh, you know, to get my information out, I, I actually am an avid reader, so I was reading the article, I just ran across it about the police officer that was killed uh and they're saying that it was they were playing russian roulette and this kind of shocked me it didn't shock me but it did shock me because you know they're police officers and what it did though it made me come back to the realization that no matter how how uh how high we hold a police officer you know and how because generally uh people keep them in High regard, this is the officer of the law, and we depend on these people to protect and serve us and uphold the law. And, you know, not all of them do, but that is what we're hoping that we get from the men and the women who um, take that oath. And But it made me come to the realization that there are people, too, and people do dumb stuff sometimes. But the image of two police officers playing Russian roulette, because let's not be, get us keep it clear, I don't mean no disrespect to the officer that was killed or her family. But it's not the smartest choice in the world to play Russian roulette. It's not the smart even if they're not playing, if they literally weren't playing Russian roulette, it's still not the, the smartest idea to point a gun at someone and pull the trigger unless your intention is to kill that person. So I think at that moment, it kind of normalized officers to me. It made me, like I said, realize that these are people just like me. And sometimes people do things that aren't the smartest thing to do. And we have to keep that in mind, I think, as we go forward and look at incidents and look into incidents involving police officers that they're people too yes they're uh, specially trained individuals to do the job that they do and I want to say most of them do it well most of them do it well most of them take their job serious and they're there and they they want to be good uh, officers and they want to uphold the law but at the end of the day sometimes they don't make the best decisions either just like all the rest of us sometimes Don't make the best decisions You know understand what I'm saying Yeah so we I keep that in mind Going forward when different incidents happen Involving police officers That hey maybe That guy did make that guy Or that girl did make a bad decision That day You know what I'm saying But that's the end of that man We're gonna keep this show rolling But first I'm gonna take a second To let you guys know about my sponsors So now let's get into the what DeVille thinks portion of the show if you don't know if you haven't heard by now the what DeVille thinks portion of the show is the part of the show where we uh, discuss topics that are given to me by the audience so the way you can get this to me you can hit me up at thoughtsbydevilledi at gmail.com you can email me topics pictures photos of whatever uh, you want me to speak of you can Look me up on Instagram, D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I. And, you know, tag me in anything that you find interesting or just message it to me. You can also find me on Twitter at, at di, Or you can go over to the Facebook page, Thoughts by Deville D-I, and leave it on that page and we'll get into it. So, uh, the topic I was given today, uh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike just... Last week dropped a a series on Netflix called Trigger Warning, where he's just discussing all type of topics. I talked about it on the show. Uh, you know, he talked about he he uh started a, a philosophy uh of, of religion. It's like I believe he was doing as like a social experiment type of thing. He, I think they're all really social experiments at the end of the day, is what you can call them. He. Found his own republic on a bought a piece of land found his own republic. He brought forward a vocational training class that was uh, included porn in the instructional uh, imagery for it to see if that would help people, you know, uh, get, keep their attention during those type of classes. He did a whole lot of things. So He's been going around doing his whole uh promo tour. I've seen him on so far. I've seen him on the Breakfast Club and the uh is it Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan podcast. So when he was on the Breakfast Club, him and DJ Envy, one of the hosts of the Breakfast Club, got into a pretty pretty uh um intense high-spirited debate on public school versus private school. Where um, Killer Mike was saying that you know he was basically advocating for us to hold the public schools more accountable for the job or the lack of or the you know the 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 job that they're doing basically you know some of our public schools out here aren't doing the greatest job a lot of the teachers are underpaid. You know, classrooms are overcrowded And so on and so forth But basically what he was saying is that You know, he came up through a public school And still got a a great education From his point of view Due to the quality of the teachers That was there And saying that, you know, it's not necessary Or that it's not necessary For us to try to send our kids To these uh, private institutions uh, For their education We should hold... The public schools accountable for giving the same type of quality education as people get in these private schools. And Envy was saying that, you know, the private schools are basically better because, the you know, things like the rooms, the class size being smaller and so on and so forth. And saying how his kids are learning things about entrepreneurship and that they wouldn't get at a public school. So what DeVille D.I. thinks about that? I think both of them had their points. Both of them had great points to their arguments. but um, And both of them were right in different aspects. But I do agree that we need to hold uh, the public schools accountable for, you know, the, the bad apples in the bunch, just like anywhere else. If a teacher is slacking on their job, like we need teachers. First of all, if you don't really want to teach, if you don't enjoy enlightening and brightening young kids and older kids minds you're in the wrong profession go do something else because we do need teachers that are excited about teaching and are not just there to go through the motions and, and get a check whether you're at public or private school now as a parent my daughter when she first started school she was going to a unidos dual language charter school where they were teaching English, uh, Spanish as a first language, so she learned Spanish the same way that a that a toddler learned Spanish. She learned it by hearing it, and you know, eventually starting to associate words with objects, and then words with you know uh, uh actions, and so on and so forth. So the first couple of years of her schooling was in a dual language school, and she did pretty good. She excelled. She excelled at that school, and then. Um, her mother moved, and so she had to be put into another school, a public school, and she excelled at that school. And then <laughs> she she moved. No wait, Wait, let me tell the story right. Yeah. So when she left that school, she went was enrolled into a different school. Um, you know, in a different county, and it was supposedly a great school, and she excelled at that school too. And then she left that school and now is going to school in California and she's just selling in that school too. So I don't believe that what school you go to is limiting the child. I think that the the child is, a lot of these children limit themselves because they fall into, you know, the groupthink and the, you know, the, the, the feeling like it's not cool to be smart. I always tell my daughter that people um make fun of you for being a a nerd they call you a nerd and i say i used to call people a nerd when i was in 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 school and i've been called a nerd when i was in school but that's the story for thoughts by not thoughts by the video for growing up toville and i'm gonna get into when i started school down in georgia with that one now but I told her that the nerds are really the cool kids because eventually when you grow up after high school and after college, if you choose to go, the cool kids from the school usually end up working for the nerds. So the nerds were the cool kids the whole time. I realized that when I got older, when I started to look around at, um, you know, how people who I went to school with, the different things they were into and the different things that they were doing and I realized that if I hadn't had dumbed myself down to be part of that cool kids class, I probably could have excelled. While well, I could have excelled the same way that some of they them excelled. But I chose to fit in and be part of the crowd. So it took me a little longer to get it together. But that's, I'm, I digress. Let's get back to the topic. I don't think that the school does play a role in the, quality of the education that the kids get but at the same time the parents and the people around the child that supports the child plays an even bigger role because if education is important in your household then education will be important to your child because that's what they was raised in if your child never seen you pick up a book what makes you think they're gonna pick up a book if a child never seen you sit down and write out a plan or try to open a business or any do anything constructive with yourself if you just sit around and play video games and watch love and hip hop all the time or watch uh real housewives of whatever the county they're in, then uh what's the chances that your your child is gonna have the aspirations to do anything beyond what you're doing. And, you know, me and uh, my daughter's mom, we're both avid readers. We're both pretty intelligent people and we're both successful people so with the the, that's what she's always seen since she was a baby she saw us reading books she saw me studying Arabic she saw me watching instructional videos and learning how to do things and guess what that's what she does now without anybody even telling her my I have a daughter that will tell you ask can she go to Barnes and Noble's So she can pick out a book. She'll go to the library and she'll pick out books. She watches videos to figure out how to do things. It's what was instilled in the home, transferred over and carried over into the school. So that's what I think about that. That's what Deville D.I. thinks about that, my friends. But you didn't come here for that. Or maybe you did. If you did, you got it. If you didn't, I'm about to give you what you came for. That morning, discipline. The discipline for today. All of us know what it feels like to fail, right? We know what it feels like to fail. We know what it feels like to give it our all. And it just not work out, right? And all of us know what it feels like to give up. We've all been there. We've all tried something and quit. When I was in middle school... No, I was in fifth grade. I decided I wanted to play the trumpet and I was going to play the trumpet so good that I was going to go to fam you, you know what I'm saying? And I was going to be a fam striker, part of that fam you marching 100, but you know what? Once I started doing it, I realized that playing the trumpet was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I gave up. We all know what it feels like to give up. We've all been there to that point where we just didn't want to try anymore and we quit. But what you don't know is what it feels like not to quit yet. A lot of us haven't had that feeling. So to do that, you're going to have to be disciplined. You're going to have to get up and keep going even when you... Feel like you should quit because the more and more you do that, the more and more you train yourself to persist. Eventually, success follows that. You know why? Because you'll try one way and it won't work. So then you have to try another way. It might not work. And then you try another way. You've gotten a little bit closer and then you try again and damn, I'm almost dead at that time. And then you try again and again. And again, as many times as it takes until you get it right. If you never give up, you haven't failed. You just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Now, take with this information and do with it whatever you will. But get you a good breakfast because you're going to need it while you're out here getting shit done. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, do me a big, big favor and get out there and have an amazing day. Hey, it's Friday, man. Weekend's here. When I get off from work today, I'm going to get me some Bird Dog Whiskey. I'm going to kick my feet up and I'm going to play a little Call of Duty. You're welcome to join me at DeVille 404 on Xbox, and I will give you this work. I'm out of here, though.